Yo, 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 what is good, everybody? Welcome back to Mount Draftmore. We are back in the war room, ready to draft yet again. Three of the core four here with a guest. You know how we do it. This is Ben Jammin. I'm surrounded by Matty Ice. Hey, what's good? Big D. Yo. We got Chase. How's it going? Your mic is not on. Click your mic on. It's that little switch. Boop. Now speak. Hello. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Got the young young pup in the war room here. People are like, why didn't you check that before we started? Because we forgot. We're live, y'all. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're live. You're not live. Anyways, today we are going to be drafting Star Wars characters. So if you're into Star Wars, this is the episode for you. If you're not into Star Wars, hey, it's cool. Stay tuned. Learn some stuff. And you might learn some stuff about Star Wars. You might gain an appreciation for some characters that you didn't even know existed. Right, and if you hear some background noise, it's because we've got a fan on because it's hot as hell up in the war room. It's toasty, yeah, it's pretty toasty here. We did not roll yet, we're gonna roll because, <coughs> pardon me, because a fan was like, Hey, you guys should roll live on the show, so I guess we're gonna roll live and you'll see how unexciting this is. Unless we get a tie, I mean, ties are pretty, I mean, those ex- are kind of exciting. Yeah, roll offs are exciting, Dylan. You're so eager to roll, go for it. Okay, here I go. Come on, Bessie. Since when did our dice become na- known as Bessie? Ooh, ooh that one, that one was, that a little, was teetering yeah. all over the place. I have a fourteen, but it was close. That, fourteen. Yeah. That, was, that was an interesting roll right there. Go for it, Chase. <laughs> ooh, oh, a big one. Yep. Been Dylan, there, done pa- that. Pass that over to Matt. Been there, done that. Pass it over to Matt. 20. Matt, Boom. Matt rolled it on a piece of cloth. That's why you didn't hear it. I feel like if you don't hear it, it shouldn't count. 12. <laughs> Reroll that. Reroll that. All right, all right. Let the people right. hear your Let the people hear It's your, like some ASMR stuff. <laughs> yeah. 29. And still works. Still fingers. works. Wow. Matt is drafting first. Dylan oh second. I'm third. Chase has the wraparound. Round one. All right, Matt. Pressure's on. The pressure is mounting. You know, you can go a lot of directions, but we all know who the most iconic character in Star Wars is, and that's mm. Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Hold up. Hold up. Wait. No, no, no. Keep, keep going. But, like, are they two separate characters or are they one character? Let's one be real ca- here. One it's one character. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. But, I mean, think about the most iconic villains in all of cinematic history. Darth Vader is top three, probably. Top three. Maybe, if you are, if you can think about it, maybe you can stretch it to top five, but I'm pretty confident top three. All right. He is, or at least was, supposed to be the chosen one. All right. The one who's going to bring balance to the force, Anakin. Right, the one, the whole midichlorian thing—that's a bunch of BS. But <laughs> you know, to each their own. George Lucas was doing some weird stuff back in the '90s, and you know, the the miracle baby that didn't have a father, all that good stuff. But in any case, he is central to the Star Wars story. It's a Skywalker saga, and he is the originating Skywalker. Right, he's the most iconic villain. Like I said, in without a doubt in cinematic history, he's menacing. He's powerful, like that that iconic. Like, and then, Luke, I am your father. Most, one of the most iconic lines in cinematic history, without a doubt. You have to start there. He, he is the central figure in the entire story. Think about it. 
One through three, it's him becoming an adult, transitioning into Vader. Four through six, it's Luke, his son, trying to figure things out and, and redeem him. It's his redemption story by the time Return of the Jedi comes about. And then seven through nine, it's his dumbass of a grandson trying to recreate his power. But the, the common denominator and all that is Darth Vader, without a doubt. Anakin Skywalker, yes, Hayden Christensen, a little bit of a stiff actor, but honestly, I think the movie, like, I, I like Revenge of the Sith. I thought it was a good movie. That was good. You know, but you got to start there. Darth Vader, pick one, round one, easy. Nice job. I, I would argue that, you know, Darth, Mr. Vader is like possibly number one villain of all. I, I find it difficult to think of another number one villain. Um, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. But uh, yeah, Darth Vader, good pick. Good pick, Maddie. Icons. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I've got the really difficult task of going number two on this, honestly. Um, number twos are always difficult, but this particular number two is hard because, like, do I, you know, do I stay on that villain trajectory? I don't know. Darth Vader is, oh, that's difficult. I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to go with the cool swashbuckling rogue of Star Wars. Um, he's sexy. He is... <laughs> If, if you're not him, you want to be him. Uh, and yes, I do have a bad feeling about this. I'm going Chewbacca. with Han Solo. <laughs> oh. No, I'm going with Han Solo. And you know what? He did shoot first. I'll, because I think he would. And I would too in he that situation. He definitely shot first, yeah. Dude, who wouldn't shoot first in that situation with Greedo? Are you kidding me? Greedo's going to narc his ass. Like, yeah, you shoot first to get your ass out of there. Oh, he's definitely, yeah. He's trying to turn him into Jabba. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I think just logically that that makes sense that Han would have shot first. I think it fits his personality profile to get the fuck out of there. Greedo doesn't seem like, you know, like I'm not like it's Greedo's now no spilled salt. It's not a big deal that he died. Anyway, Han Solo is so cool. I love Han. Um, he's also apparently a terrible father. <laughs> I mean, look how look how Ben Solo turned out. Yeah. You know? So you don't want him as a father. But, he's uh, probably a bad husband too. He just left. Yeah, he is probably a horrible husband. Um, probably cheated numerous times. Not really a great smuggler either. No, <laughs> not a bad really smuggler. smuggler. He loses his ship numerous times. Yeah, he. I mean, him and Chewie actually found the ship. And was it the Last Jedi that they? No, it was. Uh, sorry, it was the movie before that. Force Awakens. Force yeah. Awakens. They found their ship. So yeah, I don't but know. he is a he is a space cowboy, and that's pretty cool. He Keep is. you, and I like his. You know, they a little bit of um, trivia about Han. So they tried the costume designers tried to dress him up in like some seventies stuff, and Harrison Ford was like, "This looks fucking dumb," and just like took some shit from his closet. Um, yeah, those boots and that vest, <laughs> the tight what, the what, tight shirt. What yeah. girls nowadays aspire to wear in the winter months. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going Han Solo for the second pick. Uh, yeah, onward and upward. Onward and upward great for pick. the great pick. Yeah, great pilot. I mean, oh, dude, I forgot to mention he did the uh, the Kessler run in how many parsecs? parsecs? How many parsecs? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. yeah. His claim to fame. Yeah, dude. Okay, wait, hold up, real quick. What did y'all think about the Solo movie? Uh, I enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah. Like you know, compared compared to like a regular movie, like just like a regular movie, like yes, it's a Star Wars movie. Like yes, it doesn't live up to like I say like the caliber of like the original trilogy, and like 
I guess the prequels. Yo, get into that mic, dude. Don't be shy. Live, get in the mic. I know you're talking to Dylan, but <laughs> get in the mic. You gotta <laughs> talk in the mic. But yeah, like I think it's like an overall like good movie. Yeah. I would give it like, you know, if you were to rank it 110, 1 being hot trash, 10 being like excellent, I'd give it a 6. I'd, give it, I'd probably give it like a 7. Yeah. Because I think of the five most recent Star Wars movies, you have the the new three, then you mm-hmm. have Rogue One, Rogue and, Oof, and then Han so Solo. Good. I mean, it's like right there, like two or three. Yeah, with the Force Awakens, the other ones are meh. You know, it's it's definitely gonna be one of those movies that this happens with Star Wars, especially the prequels. The further away we get from it, the more we're gonna appreciate it. Yeah, it's just right probably. in the moment because it had so many production problems and like switching directors. Ron Howard came on. That it was just kind of a, a mess. It's like Tom Brady. Yeah. We all hate him at the moment, but in like 20 <laughs> years, we're going to be like, damn. That was, he was good. That yeah. shit was impressive. Yeah. yeah, when somebody else comes along and they're like, well, this guy's better than Tom Brady. And it's like, no, you didn't see Tom Brady. Well, yeah. and, and if anything, uh-huh. like, you know, it's going to, you're going to have a tough time when you're trying to cast somebody to fill in Harrison's four shoes to be Han He's Solo. so unique. That's it's hard to that's, He was great. It's tough. And he was good. That yeah. was the thing. It, yeah. I found actually, I, that was, I, Turned it on just by happenstance the other day. And for the first time, I actually saw that dude as Han Solo. And I think it fit. Like, I, I can see their vision. Yeah. It just, it, I think Han Solo in a movie was so recent, you know, Harrison Ford before that, that like it felt a little off. So he they should have waited. Though. He did a good job, though. Yeah, he did. Alden Eichenreich or whatever. Yeah, he did a good job. Nice. Damn it. Oh, I'm next. Third pick, and I'm trying to guess. Chase, you get two picks in a row. Wrap around. You get the old wrap around, and I'm like, "Fuck, what do I take here?" I got a couple that my heart's like, "I really want those heart picks." Mm-hmm. You don't start in the first round with the heart. Can't do that. You got to icons. You got to say, "Shut up." You shut icons up. only. You stay down there. I got to pick with my brain. Give the people what they want. Big Dude, brain, baby. I feel like you got to pick the emperor. Yes. I feel like the emperor yes. has to get picked. Whole sheave. I mean, see, Darth Vader. He's Darth Vader for three movies. Solid three movies. But the Emperor is the Emperor for three movies. He's orchestrating stuff behind the scenes. But the prequel, part of what makes the prequel so great is because you see Emperor Palpatine orchestrate his plan. He's making money moves. You see him take over the the Galactic Senate in the first movie. It's like, whoa, hold on. Wait, you just got elected Chancellor in some emergency war powers (laughs) as you're also manipulating the other side. This dude's a G. He's playing... Like, he's playing I, both sides like a fiddle. He's playing chess. He's playing chase, chess, chase, chase, <laughs> chase. He's playing chess at the highest level. Everybody else yeah. is just playing checkers. Exactly. Yeah. And then not saying that the twist in the way they change, like the way they, the direction that they took the newest trilogy, I'm not saying that I'm a fan of that, but I mean, they tied Emperor Palpatine right back into it. Okay, this dude still has a plan. He's still going. Yeah. Still chugging along on that train. Mm-hmm. Trying to stay alive, trying to take over his granddaughter's body. Say what, dude? And his granddaughter is the the daughter of a clone. Like, yeah. Oof. Well, and a and, clone that had a soul. Whoa, crazy. Uh, it isn't there some implications with Sheev implanting Anakin in his mom? That's basically? come up in the the Marvel Star Wars comics. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, that's it, come. That's that, that's in like the well. But comics it, are canon, man. Yeah, if they're canon, then there you go. So comics not, are canon. So that dude, dude's going with so many different layers, you know. It, and it makes me wonder if his machinations 
are actually finished after episode nine. Probably know? not. This dude's got eight plant. He's basically, he's <laughs> Voldemort before Voldemort. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got all these little contingencies. Dude, he, Someday he I'll is be back. the master of Horcruxes, if you think about it. It's like, yeah. ooh-wee. So Emperor Palpatine yeah. third yeah. had to go with had to go the, the puppet brain. master, you know? The, the heart's going to come out on this next pick. I can feel it. Emperor Palpatine. Go for it, Chase. You got it. Um... My first pick on uh, Mount Draftmore, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Ben Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm, Solid. Um, He trained Anakin Skywalker. I mean, like... And he kicked his ass. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he didn't have the higher ground. There's not much... It's over, Anakin! (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just think his development through the first three films is great, especially along with Anakin. Like, first movie, you have Obi-Wan as a Padawan to Qui-Gon, and nine-year-old Anakin I think throughout that film and so like just like see their like bond of Anakin being so young and Obi-Wan being a Padawan in training and then in the second film you have you know Obi-Wan is now a Jedi Master and Anakin is his Padawan and I think that is the first movie where Obi-Wan starts to really see the dark side inside of Anakin and he's trying to like tame him like that is not the way of the Jedi, Anakin. Like, he says that a whole bunch throughout that whole film because he's just trying to, like, channel the good in Anakin because Anakin is a great Jedi. Like, he is very smart, very thoughtful, and it's just, like, I feel like Obi-Wan just, like, helping him develop and grow up is, like, a huge thing. And then in the third, they clash, and that is what takes Anakin and turns him into Darth Vader. Epic fight. Yes. Yeah. And Obi-Wan's great, too. I mean, he's awesome for so many different reasons, but yeah. also because he kind of helped create Darth Vader before that by simply raising Anakin as a brother and not as a father figure. And teaching him yeah. the ways of the Force. Like, after Qui-Gon bit it, he could have easily been like, nope, not going to do it. But he did it. He did it. Yeah, Anakin Obi-Wan's good. needed yeah. a firm hand. He needed Qui-Gon. That's what he needed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Great yep. pick, Obi-Wan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. hell yeah. These are not the droids you're looking for. Dude, how I... Oh, that's so iconic. How iconic... You do iconic. not want to sell me death sticks. You do not want to sell me death sticks. <laughs> or when Darth Vader, like, make, like, kills him, I guess. Kills with my quotes up, you know. Like, that's so... My mind was blown. Also, I saw something that was... Speaking of that, if you think about it, the last thing that Obi-Wan sees is Luke and Leia from across the hangar. Oh, yeah. That was the first time he'd seen those twins together since they were born. Oh, Think about that. Th- yeah, that's Shit. crazy. In like 19 years. So like that last image he sees is like the twins reunited. And he's like, they don't know. Because we can't tell them yet. Because that's oh, Yoda's going to do that in, in uh, Return of the Jedi. So No one's going to tell them and they're going to kiss. Yeah, you know. <laughs> hey, you he know. didn't know where he was going with that <laughs> yeah. storyline. He was like, yummy. <laughs> There is some chemistry there with Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. What can I say? You know? I'm so excited about that Obi Wan TV show, though. Oh, another another one where like it was the perfect young actor to take on the role. Oh, yes. Ewan McGregor killed it. He is young Obi Wan, without a doubt. He now. is Obi Wan. Yeah. He's Obi Wan. The old guy. It's like yeah, he was only around for a couple like, moves. Eh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah seriously, okay. I mean, it's like. We get to see Obi Wan in his prime mm-hmm. in the first three. Oh, films. he's gonna or take like, on some oh, like yeah. Tuscan Raiders and stuff. Films. It's gonna be oh. dope. He's got some of the best. He's he's in the best fights. Oh, all of the best fights. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to be one of the best. Like by the end of the prequels, one of the most powerful Jedi, right? God, oh, without oh, I mean, definitely considering they all get wiped out. Well, <laughs> yeah, but like, dude, I mean, he 
beasted Anakin. Like Anakin yeah. is Anakin was physically strongest. at his strongest He's at like, that point. He yeah. cut off his legs and his arm. <laughs> think of how cold that is. He's like well, he just did an air J. <laughs> J. I think Schwab. Yeah, I think that's why they say that he was able to beat General Grievous is because he was the biggest offensive threat and Obi Wan's known to be like the best defensive like, like he's he's probably the best pure yeah. Jedi, honestly. When yeah. if you think about it. When defense meets offense. The better defense wins. wins. Dude, and in Clone Wars, uh, he has a love interest. Mm-hmm. He's a love interest, too. That was a cool on, on Mandalore, yeah. Yeah. But he, he probably is the most balanced Jedi, though. If you think about it, like, I think Yoda's the strongest mental Jedi, but Obi-Wan combines the mental side with the physical side, and he has an understanding of the Force that most Jedi don't have until, like, Luke comes about. Oh, he knows the physical side. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the implications. The implications. <laughs> Alrighty, well, that'll wrap up round one. Great picks, everybody. Give me the facts. Matt, you got some facts. Drop them like they're hot. So, a couple facts that I found to be particularly interesting thinking about Star Wars is, let me ask you a question. Of all the Star Wars terminology that we're familiar with, there is one specific word that we know commonly that's never actually spoken in the movie in which it comes about. I know it's kind of like worded weirdly, but there is a term that we are very familiar with that's not actually said in the movie. It's in the script and it's in the credits, but it's not actually said in the movie. Can you guess what that word is? Star Wars. Is it the word war? No. Lightsaber. No, it's Ewok. Ewok never actually gets said in Return of the Jedi. It's in the script, like in the credits and then like the title crawl, but it's never actually verbally said in Return of the Jedi. Ewok. How does anyone know that? That's the thing. How do they know that they're the Ewoks? Nobody actually knows. Well, the toys. It had to be the toys, right? It might, it might probably. But <laughs> just think about that. It's never actually verbally said in the entire movie that those furry little creatures are Ewoks. My brain has. But aren't those they're those secondary films where there's like the Ewoks and the little girl? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like the Christmas special and all um, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like, is Ewok mentioned in that title or? Probably. Like, probably. Um, another interesting thing that I, I also saw was that, um, do you want to guess a crazy fact is that when was the last public, like decapitation, like beheading in France was, Oh, it's related. Your Star Wars came out. 1977. <laughs> there you go. Let's go. The last. Had it tied to Star was Wars. This government sanctioned? Yeah. Like an actual like execution via guillotine in France was 1977, like Jesus. a couple months after, um, a New Hope came out. <laughs> Chop that head off. Jesus. So 1977, yeah. Why'd they stop? Just keep going, man. You're I don't know. Like, d- come on. I don't know. If you've gone that far, you might as well. I feel like it's like Francis thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, how, do you, how do you feel if you're the guy? You're just like, well, I was the last one. It's 1977. Like, that's it. It's over. It's over. 77. There's another guy who did the same shit as you, but <laughs> he, gets, he gets off with just life in jail, but you're... You're getting your head cut off like, what? Also, Dude, what? I'm the last one. <laughs> couldn't that start? Like, if it's June 30th, can that, like, June 29th? And also, one last thing. Did you know that episode six actually had an originally different title? Yeah, it was supposed to be Revenge. There you go. So then they reused that when it came time for Revenge of the Sith because it actually functioned better when you're talking about the motivations of the Sith versus the Jedi. Jedi don't really seek revenge. Yeah. But they returned. Yes. So there you go. There's some Matt facts nice. for you, a little Star Wars action. 
boom. Yeah, the Ewok one, though, that's crazy. That this never actually said. That blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Well, damn. Round two. It's round two time. Chase, you get to pick again. The pressure's mounting. What are you going with? Uh, for my second pick, I'm going to have to go with Mando. Mm. I think uh, he's kind of redefined like what Star Wars is right now, and like especially like I guess taking the lead with Disney Plus like completely, like that was their first big show, like that had like the most streams out of like anything because it was like coming out weekly, and it was like movie caliber. Like the second I turned it on, I was like, wow, this looks it was like so Star Wars. Like you're you're like instantly immersed in like this world and you have no idea what's going on you have no idea who this character is and in like 10 episodes you know who he is you know what he stands for you're learning a little bit about his background but he's like established this like western style like of star wars that i feel like just like took to the public greatly he's definitely like a callback to what you would think about like a mercenary like showing up to a village saving the village and then he just goes on his way. You know, the yeah. hired gun that has, oh, like, yeah. a heart. Yeah, exactly. Know? And then you've got the introduction of, like, Grogu and, like, Grogu. instantly, like, draws at the heartstrings of everybody because it's, like, he's now, like, caught between his, like, companionship with this new creature that he has no idea what it can do at first and then his job to, you know, return it and get paid for the job that he got hired to do and... I feel like that's a good, like, moral line that he has to decide which side he wants to stand on. Hell yeah. He's it, like the Clint Eastwood of Star Wars. I was just yep. about to say that. <laughs> and it even goes to, like, the music they use. Yeah. yeah. It sounds so much like the music from Good, Bad, and the Ugly. And just like how he's you dressed. Know? It's like gunslinger, you know? He's yeah. Got, he's got, like, the bandolier on. He's got, you know, the little gun pistol, on the hip. Yeah. He looks cool, and he's got a jetpack. Yeah, dude. And that first line he says in the whole thing, um, I mean, it's so threatening. I can't quote it. Maybe one of you can. But like, so it, it just establishes him as this gray, morally gray character um, that I guess we see lots of character growth with, which is dope. Mm-hmm. Right. But that we're going to we know we're going to be set up for a fun ride. Kind of seeing how this guy works. Right. Would, would he be technically a Ronin? Like a samurai without like a, a clan necessarily. Oh, if you think about, it. I mean, yes, he's like a Mandalorian, but also he's kind of a guy out on his own. Like even when he comes across like Bo Katan, he's not like really vibing with them. Well, no, because he had his weird cultish clan that's like an, you know, kind of. Oh yeah, this is the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, so I guess he wouldn't be a Ronin then. Now yeah. maybe I don't know because he technically I don't think I think he's he, a warrior out on his own with no with no like directives really mm-hmm. yeah he's not tied to anything yeah. he's like his own individual so he might he might be a ronin you're talking about one of the first lines he says i don't know if this is the one where you that you mean but he says i can bring you in warm or i can bring you in cold yes like so <laughs> yes it's such and a it's coming through line. the helmet too <laughs> yeah so good and the in the fish guy is just like oh shit yeah. <laughs> blue dude i was like what is this guy i couldn't believe star wars went that way that route it's it it blew my mind. So, yeah, that's a great pick. Wow. Dude, and then the, the team up with Boba Fett. <laughs> oh, that was Woo! dope, too. I don't think Boba Fett ever looked, like, cooler. Yeah. Boba Fett finally oh, got made to be him a look badass. Cool. They yeah. finally made him look cool. Like, he looked 
He's kicking ass. He was, yeah, he is. He was super hyped in the Star Wars cartoon way back in the day. And they had the that action figure that never released that had his like jetpack firing off a missile. And oh, that's shoot. why they put it in the Mandalorian. Yeah. They were like, ooh, he's supposed to have this. Beow. But yeah, the Mandalorian was the first time we saw him is like, ooh. Like when he's like swinging he's that big old like gaffy stick. Wow. <laughs> taking, taking out stormtroopers' heads. Crazy. Pew, pew. <laughs> Good yeah, pick. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah, nice. On to you, sir. I know. Like, oh. There's too many Star Wars characters. That's what I just decided. There's too many. Yeah. I have a I have a while before I'm gonna get to pick again, but you know I was gonna pick this. Mm-hmm. You knew I was gonna go with it. I have to go with Ahsoka Tano. God damn it. Gotta Shit. do it. Gotta do it. That's my favorite Jedi. She's amazing. Her in Clone Wars and Rebels. She's just I mean, is she technically a Jedi? Did she reach well, Jedi? Well, she was. I mean, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But she has, like, the skills oh. of a Jedi. Yes. Par none. Oh. Dual saber wielder. Like, she knows the Force. She has She has that, that natural connection with the Force, not the political connection with the Force like Jedi have. Yeah, that's why she left the Jedi. Exactly. She's like, I'm done with this. Exactly. Even after they, like, tried to get her to come back, you know, she had the balls to turn him down, man. But she's not a she's not evil, no. right? She's totally. I mean, you could see it in her lightsabers because her lightsabers are silver, so she is actually pure, right? That kind of is a represents a pureness symbolically, and she might even be divine. Dude, she's so good. She, she's she's so cool, and they made her dope as hell in Mandalorian. She was mm-hmm. terrifying. Yeah, Rosario she's Dawson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She saved herself by, like, leaving the Jedi. Like, if she would have been a Jedi or, like, still a Padawan, like, Order 66, yeah, she, she would probably just smoked. M- murked, like, everybody yep. else. And she said, you know, I'm going to get out of here. Like, I don't like the situation. I don't like what these people are accusing me of. They don't, like, they, they didn't believe her, even though, like, she was telling the truth. Like, and she's the, an example of that rare creation outside of George Lucas's, like, grasp. Mm-hmm. Like Dave Filoni creates her, and George Lucas is like, "Hell yeah, this is a sweet <laughs> character. Let's go! Yeah, Anakin, hey, here's Anakin the keys to the kingdom. Hell yeah, yeah. goes so hard, so hard. Very good character. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, not not enough good things to say about her. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Second pick, Ahsoka Tano. <clears throat> nice. Well, that you stole that right from out under me. Uh, and also, like another good thing about her, I think. She gives, she did go toe to toe with Darth Vader and possibly to a draw. Yeah, and Darth Maul. And Darth Maul. Oh, she kicked Darth Maul's ass, actually. No, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah. she gets to fight some of the most, like, badass bad guys. Yeah. And she's like, she takes She's them. not overmatched. Nope. She's right there with them. She is, and which is astounding. Um, I mean, that last season of Clone Wars is probably actually my favorite just because of her. Um, she carries it. And. It's 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 really great. I think it's great for another reason because she's potentially given a whole generation of like women or girls someone to like you know like a a, a mirror, right? Well, yeah, it was frustrating when Ren Ray came out and everyone was like, "Oh, the first female Jedi." It's like, well, no, no. like no, uh-uh. no, uh-uh. don't don't do that, don't you do that? Yeah, don't forget about Ahsoka, right? And you know, not that like the princess doesn't count. Love our princess, but I don't know. Kind of yeah. weak character development. Yeah. Yeah, a little forced, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, I guess, is it me now? Yeah, yeah it's your yeah, pick. Back to you, right. boss. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, well, honestly, another G in the Star Wars universe, but a different kind of G. I'm going with R2-D2. Okay. Everyone loves R2-D2. He's not annoying. Or she, they, I don't know. It. It. Yeah. Not annoying. Just awesome. Badass little a- android or droid. Right. Um, always pushing the foil to C-3PO, ruining the party. Right. R2-D2 is always pushing the adventure along. That's R2-D2's role. Some say R2-D2 is even the narrator of the Star Wars universe, which is pretty crazy. Um yeah, I I mean, what do we see like at the beginning of Star Wars? It's pretty much C three PO and R two D two going to the little desert planet, right? And, Tatooine, yeah, <laughs> the little desert planet. Well, hey, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people, yeah, yeah, um, biomes, yeah. I don't know. R two D two is so cool. He survived so many. It survived so many situations. Gotten into rescued people. Rescued all the Jedi. In uh in the prequels from the um what planet was that in the arena Geonosis yeah Geonosis yeah yeah so badass and has gone through pretty much every single film and other iterations as well like has has uh his own stories in uh, the Clone Wars so love R two D two the sounds R two D two makes bloop, bloop. iconic Woo! yeah. yeah. You know, like when he freaks out. Oh, Although, shit. Interesting. I've heard theories that people are like, no, R2-D2 is an asshole. He knew everything. His memory was never wiped. <laughs> he knew literally everything, and he didn't say anything. Because he keeps he a secret. Yeah. Dude knows how to keep a secret. Who's he going to tell? I don't know. <laughs> the C-3PO, only one who, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. C-3PO don't believe shit he says. <laughs> <laughs> that, that poor SOB guy's memory wiped twice. <laughs> yeah. Poor Shit guy. don't work as good anymore after two memory wipes. Straight up, he and he was like humming along for a little bit there, you know, after after episode three, and then of course Last Jedi, they got to wipe his memory again. Uh huh. Dang it. Yeah. Poor guy. So R two D two, love him. Always in the heat and the action. Never afraid to go further. That's my man. My right. man. My man. An iconic, like, robot, without a doubt. I'm thinking movie robots, R2-D2, without doubt. Oh, yeah. Uh, without doubt. Oh, yeah. All right, back around to me. All right. So I'm going to take this character here because I'm worried that he will not survive later, and that is going to be Qui-Gon. Mm. Because Qui-Gon is crucial to the entire story, whether you know it or not. Think about it. Qui-Gon found Anakin. Right, he recognized the midichlorians. Yeah, you can say what you want about midichlorians, but he knows that this child is special. He learns that he's an excellent pilot. His reflexes are off the charts. His origin story is very mysterious, and seemingly he is a creation of the Force. Qui-Gon's a big believer in the Chosen One, and he was pretty much right with a few, you know, a few bumps and bruises along the way, but it all worked out. But in any case, he decides to take Anakin under his wing because he knows that Obi-Wan is ready for the trials. Obi-Wan, is, he's not a Padawan anymore. He's ready to be a full-fledged Jedi Knight. Right? So he's, he manipulates everything in a way that gets Anakin off of Tatooine. Right? And then when everything's functioning well and he has this new Padawan and he recognizes the raw emotion and ability in Anakin, that he will be the guiding force. He will be the father figure that Anakin desperately needs. Well, then the whole battle on uh, 
God, what's uh, what's the planet Naboo? Naboo. When the whole bland, well, the whole uh, battle on Naboo happens with Darth Maul, and he dies. That changes Star Wars dramatically. Because once Qui Gon is no longer there, Obi Wan is not a father figure to Anakin. Obi Wan is a brother to Anakin, and he is a begrudging mentor at first. He doesn't really when the first time that Obi Wan learns of Anakin when Qui Gon's like, oh, I've you know, he's like, I discovered this little boy. He's like, oh, another useless life figure. Like that's what Obi Wan initially thinks when he when Qui Gon's telling him about he discovered Anakin, another useless useless life figure, like like a Jar Jar, basically. Qui Gon was going to be the guiding light for Anakin, and his death dramatically changes things. Because while yes, Obi Wan's an important figure in Anakin's life, again they're more brothers. It's not the mentor like father figure that Anakin desperately needs. And Qui Gon was much more fluid in terms of the ways of the Jedi. He is not a hardcore by the book kind of guy. So he wanted to change things and make things better. He saw the faults that the Jedi had, and he wanted to make the Order better, and he was much more in tune with the Force. And on top of that, he's the first guy to figure out the after-death communication via the Force. So Qui-Gon is crucial to Star Wars because of its. he's the guy of the what-if. Mm. His death changes everything. So there you go. And I was afraid that he would get taken if I didn't take him there. So there you go. Good pick. Nice. You said everything that needed to be said. Yeah. And he was dope. He was a badass. He just kind of got a little surprised by Maul. But, you know, Maul had to have his light. Maul's a cool guy. Maul's really fun to hang out with. Plus, Liam Neeson did a good job. He's a, he's a cool guy. Cool okay. guy. <laughs> Very good pick. That's going to lead us into halftime. And for halftime, we're all just going to briefly talk about our first experiences with Star Wars. Dylan, what was your first experience with Star Wars? Man, I was sitting on the couch with my dad watching TV. I must have been like four. I think. Um, and I saw, I think it must have been the scene where Ben, old Ben Kenobi's crawling around <clears throat> the, uh, uh, the station trying to get them free, right? Um, and I saw all those deep, deep holes. <laughs> like, just, you know, the, the great abyss that for some reason they build into all their massive structures uh, with no guardrails. And I, and I, I was like, Dad, why, why do they have that? And he's like, it's symbolic for the great abyss of space. It's like, oh, that can't be right. But you know, I think, I think he was right. Um, I don't know. I was always mesmerized by that, and from that point onward, I was totally sold on Star Wars. I saw, I mean, parodies of it were in everything. It was in like the Muppets cartoon show, you know, uh, the Baby Muppets, whatever that was. Uh, it was in the Muppets. Um, it was in, I mean, I. I it's so hard to name it just because it's been in so many different things. It's such a cultural icon. So ever since that moment, I've loved Star Wars, kind of latched onto it. Uh, yeah, that's my first experience. Um, probably my first experience was probably seeing probably Phantom Menace for the first time, probably being a young kid. I, it came out, just looked it up, two months before I was actually born. Wow. So, yeah, so probably watching Phantom Menace is probably like the earliest memory I have of just being in love with Anakin like pod racing like that is probably the coolest part about the movie. I mean, I eventually got his helmet. I just love pod racing. I think it's like a dope thing and I wish it was in more of Star Wars cuz it's just like it's such a sweet event, so fun to watch. Um but yeah, probably just watching Phantom Menace was probably my first experience sometime when I was a little kid. My I can distinctly remember this of 
back in the day, and for some of our young listeners, they won't understand this, but you actually had to go to a movie rental store and you'd actually have to rent VHS tapes in order to watch a lot of these movies, especially if they're popular. And I remember always wanting to rent the director's cuts mm. of all of these. Like you'd have the box set. They came in the gold box, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. And they'd have like the like George Lucas commentary on that. I just remember like looking at the box and it was the mask of Vader and being like, what is this? And then when you see the, the opening title crawl and you hear the, like, oh my gosh, just, yeah, I was definitely little, but like mesmerized. And that was always my go-to whenever I was homesick from school would be to plop in, rewind the VHS tape and watch the original trilogy back to back. And that would fill up, you know, a school day, be on the couch just watching that. Good times. Good old Hollywood video. Shout out Hollywood video. R.I.P. R.I.P. Hollywood video. <laughs> had to pour one out for Hollywood video. Straight up. I saw the old Star Wars before I saw Phantom Menace, but Phantom Menace was the first Star Wars in theaters that I got to see, and that one was just like, holy shit, this is dope. Whoa, the bad guy's got a double-sided lightsaber? Whoa. What? He's got horns <laughs> on his head. Chase already said pod racing, but pod racing was like, yo, this is such a breath of fresh air. This is so different. This is so unique. And Jar Jar Binks didn't annoy me like he annoyed everyone else. because I was as a, a kid. kid. Yeah. And I was like, nice. And in Spokane, we have like these grocery stores called Albertsons. And during all the prequels, they sold, they didn't sell, they had like drawings for like life scale, like mannequin figurines of characters That's from the so movies. Cool. So for episode one, it was Jar Jar Binks. For episode two, it was Yoda. And for episode three, who was it in episode three? I don't remember. But I won the Jar Jar Binks. So I have one of like 300 life size replicas of Jar Jar oh, Binks sick. just sitting in my dad's garage like wrapped in plastic what dude yeah dude it's, it, he's like six and a half feet he's huge i used to have him in my room when i when he was a kid and he's just like <laughs> <laughs> middle of night wake up to that <laughs> yeah i would like put, i would like put stuff in his hands and in his arms but he's like a life scale jar jar being so that's awesome. i'm like also biased i said oh yeah I, I have a jar jar binks at home so that's cool he won't fit in my house anywhere or otherwise he'd be here definitely won't fit well i guess he probably would fit in here just barely yeah got a little bit of clearance there Damn, Jar Jar, you might have to come join the war room. That would be pretty sick. That would be <laughs> awesome. Jar Jar in the Gotta war get him room. in here. But yeah, that first Star Wars, it was so in the music, John Williams coming back. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who John Williams was when I was a kid, but that the Duel of Fates. Oh god. That's the so best music cool. in all of Star Wars. Like the visuals yes, combined with the sound. Imperial March is important, yes. And it has very like Nazi esque tones to it. It's like, yes. This makes me feel... Space Nazis. Yeah, space Nazis. <laughs> but that Duel of Fates, that's the cut. Yeah, it goes so hard. It does. And then when Qui-Gon like dies, that. you're like, no. And it, and it all heightens. It's like, dun, 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 dun. It's like, oh, my God. And then it cuts to space and Anakin's getting all shot up by the fucking droids. And you're like, oh, my God, everything's going downhill. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? sweating wow. so it's hot up here i'm sweating because qui-gon's is he dead i don't know he got stabbed one time it didn't look like a heart stab look like it, it was through the gut and did right in the tummy looked like he could have survived right in the old tum -tum. down the pit i mean why couldn't he just stand up and go i realized like yeah you're in a lot of pain bro but you didn't get hit in any like vital organs like rewatch that shit it's like right in the stomach like oh. people get shot there and it takes them hours to die you got instantly cauterized yeah what what hole did he fall in 
Wait, who? Did, didn't he fall down the pit? Qui-Gon didn't fall no, down the pit. No, he was just on the side. He's he chilling. falls there because then after after Obi-Wan oh. kills Darth Maul, he runs over and he grabs him in his That's arms. Right. And right. Qui-Gon's still talking. He's like, the boy. T- train the boy. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. I'll, Obi-Wan's I'll, like, I'll no! do it. I'll do it. Can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I got stabbed in the stomach, not too long, tum. but whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. That, that death doesn't really... Does not compute. No. Whatever. That's not the point. The point is that movie was awesome. It's awesome. Agreed. It's definitely had, but all the prequels have had a revival. The farther away we've gotten from them being mm-hmm. released. Yeah. And then now the, the sequels came out, and you're like, oh, the prequel's pretty good. Because they, yeah. they, <laughs> the <prequel's> pretty good. <laughs> kick their ass yeah. Yeah. in, like, every category. Yeah. I, I, the, the one scene, I got to say, that gets me is the binary sunset. Every time. That fucking music makes my... Like... For some reason, it combined with the binary sunset and Luke just standing there looking out, right? Just wishing to get off that desert planet Tatooine. Uh, it makes me cry every single time. It's crazy. Dude. I don't it's like John Williams is is amazing. That's George Lucas's favorite scene in all of Star Wars. Crazy. And yeah. then the the symmetry of when Luke dies. Like yes. he's watching a dual sunrise. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that makes me it's, I've got goosebumps. It's poetic. It is. It's poetic as hell, man. <laughs> Dude, George Lucas is actually a genius. Like, it's... I don't know. I, I People give him shit. I think he's awesome. He's done a great job. He's a legend. Absolutely. Great job, George. All right, y'all. That'll wrap up halftime. Do a quick recap here. Recap of the teams. Matt had Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker and Qui-Gon Jinn. Dylan had Han Solo and R2-D2. I have Emperor Palpatine and Ahsoka Tano. And Chase has Obi-Wan Kenobi and Mando. Round three. Matt, it's back to you, oh, bro. This is the toughest pick. Because then I got I got wild until I come back around. All right. Well, thinking about Star Wars characters, I'm going to go with... So I've kind of obviously the iconic Darth Vader, got Qui-Gon, one of the most important figures. I'm going to go with uh, my sidekick choice, the ride or die choice, and that's Chewbacca. Yes. I mean, talk about a guy that will go to bat for you. Chewbacca literally is at Han's hip. It's a life debt. Homeboy has a life debt with Han for saving him. Right? And also Chewbacca's like old as hell. Chewbacca was around in the prequels, like way before any of that. He fought in the Clone Wars on Kashyyyk, right? And Yoda knew Chewbacca's ass before any of that. So Chewbacca's a badass. He's like seven feet tall. He's a big old Sasquatch-looking guy. And he didn't, never actually has any spoken words. But like, for whatever reason, whenever like he's doing like, like you actually kind of read his emotion. You get the sense of like he's happy or he's sad. And he... Definitely the most loyal character in all Star Wars and probably the most thoughtful if you think about it. Like, he could have just said, like, I don't care, C-3PO, later in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> but he takes the time to, like, actually put him back together. Like, Chewbacca's a thoughtful guy. He's a gentle giant. Definitely the most ride-or-die guy in all of Star Wars. He's there from beginning to end. And who doesn't love a Wookiee? Who don't love a Wookiee? Everybody loves a Wookiee. Chewbacca. Excellent. Who are you calling Scruffy? Scruffy looking nerf herder. <laughs> Cold blooded. Good pick. Dylan, you're I, up. I love Chewbacca. Uh, I think I got to go with an evil person. So I'm going to go with the other Darth in this situation. I'm going with Darth Maul. 
such a badass looking guy. <laughs> ben already talked about the duel of the fates. Like that shit is insane. The the battle, I mean, that's the first time in Star Wars uh, kind of can, uh, canon that we see the uh, double lightsaber play out on the big screen. So that's that's a big deal. Although Darth Maul, I don't think has much dialogue in that movie. He ma- he makes a big comeback in the Clone Wars as a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and you really get to see his mind at work. I mean, he he rivals Palpatine in a lot of ways through the different machinations he's kind of come up with, um, whether it's taking over the crime syndicates that we see or taking over fucking Mandalore, dude. Like, he takes over the Mandalorians, the most uh, uh, lauded um, sort of or feared warriors in the galaxy besides the Jedi, right? And he's a he's he's an excellent warrior in his own right as well. I remember when I was a kid, I read um, these journals from from uh, Darth Maul. I don't know if it's canon. It's probably not canon anymore. It's probably legends. But uh, and like it was a kid's book. But like in the book, Palpatine straight up tortured Darth Darth Maul as a as a young adult. Like he tortured him um, with his force lightning, with physical abuse, with verbal abuse. He manipulated him. And you see that play out in the Clone Wars and then later in Rebels as well. He's, uh, I think he's in Rebels. Yeah, he is in Rebels. And um, <clears throat> just an awesome character. Um, and he meets, I believe, a strange end. If I can remember, I can't actually remember what happens to him. Doesn't Kenobi kill him again? No, he's in the post credit scene for Solo. Is he not alive? Yeah, but that's... Uh, but- his scene with old Obi-Wan takes place after yeah. Han Solo. Gotcha. So Han Solo ends up killing him in the end. Kenobi! Yeah. They're old dudes No, oh, it, Obi-Wan does kill him. Yeah. There's a scene from Rebels. Yeah. Spoiler alert, y'all. But, dude, uh, yeah, Obi-Wan kills him yeah. as an old-ass man. Yeah, isn't it like uh, they, they meet again on Tatooine because, like, mm-hmm. Maul's, like, hunting him, yep. trying to get revenge, but it doesn't work. Dude, and revenge has consumed him his whole life. And yeah. he finally, in the moment before he dies, he realizes that, like, Luke Skywalker, the kid, the baby that Ben is guarding, is, like, the hope for the future to defeat Palpatine and undo all this because he knows he's he's been sickened with revenge and it's consumed his life. So Dude, he's also a tragic figure in a lot of ways. Revenge of the Sith. That, that's a title that works in many different ways. Yeah. So, yeah, Darth Maul, y'all. Excellent. He's the most badass-looking guy for sure. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah, he's scary looking. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I yeah, like when he it. popped up at the end of Solo, I was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he did, though, grabs his lightsaber with the Force. Dope. Dang it. Dang, too many good characters. Uh, I'm going to draft Yoda. Because everybody loves Yoda. Like, this is true. Everybody knows Yoda. Everybody loves Yoda. Yoda, like, in that, especially in that first trilogy, once he's introduced in uh, Emperor Strikes Back, you're like, whoa, this guy? He's a Jedi? He's a Jedi Master, 900 (laughs) years old? Oh, man. He's hilarious. The way he speaks. Yeah, the way he speaks is hilarious. Mm. And then the prequels do him justice. Yeah, he's a badass. Now, the first time they did, uh, when they first released... uh, Phantom Menace, he was a puppet, but he was like brown. Him and Yaddle. 
Yeah, he didn't look right. It was like, what happened? And they were like, we well, we want. It looked like a, a banana puppet. that was left out in the sun for a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> we need him to be a puppet to be, you know, original to the first trilogy. But they're like, but he's brown. He doesn't even look like Yoda. What's happening? So then in the second one, he's com- he's like CGI, but he's so badass, and he fights Count Dooku, and you're like, oh, this is how Yoda fights. He fights doing flips. He be flipping around. The dude is agile. He's got spring in his step at not at eight hundred and something years his old. His cute little lightsaber. Yeah. Oh man, he goes so hard. And then him fighting Emperor Palpatine. Emperor Palpatine is supposed to be the best sab- like Sith saber fighter in Star Wars. Like that's like one of his claims to fame. He's a badass with the lightsaber. And Yoda dismantles his lightsaber yeah. fighting in seconds. And then all Palpatine can do is control the high ground. Using the force, yeah, throwing stuff like at him. Spinning the, the big old things in the Senate. Yoda can stop force lightning and create just like balls. A ball of like energy. A ball yeah. of energy and shoot it back at you. What? That little guy? He's picking up ships with his mind. Ships. Who do you see in Star Wars? Like two questions. Who do you see in Star Wars that exemplifies more pure like force ability than Yoda? Nobody. Nobody. He's Nobody. Son, yeah. He's a G. He's a G. Second... When has there ever been an old guy that you're like, oh, that dude's dope? Most old people are like, eh, you're kind of boring. Like, I I'm not trying to spend a bunch of time with you. But Yoda, you're like, yeah, I could roll with Yoda. Yeah. Do or do not. There is no try. Yoda, third pick. He beats Luke Skywalker's ass in that training. Luke looks like he's suffering. He hits him with a stick. <laughs> this is pointless. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> he, even, he even beats up R2. With his little stick. Which is funny because, like, he definitely knows who R2 is at that point in time. He's yeah. still sharp, and he's like, mm, what's this machine? Mm. Like, you damn know. You don't stop messing around, yo. You know who that guy is. <laughs> Your memory didn't get wiped. Exactly. <laughs> I sent in you memories. <laughs> he's like, sidebar is like, so you didn't tell him, right? All right, all right cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. All right, Chase. All right, with my third pick, uh, I'm going to go with Darth Tyrannus, also mm-hmm. known as Count Dooku. Also known as Count Dooku. Um, I think that he's a huge character. I mean, he was a Jedi, gone Sith. Then instantly, like after Darth Maul <laughs> kind of falls off the map in the first one, he instantly becomes the Emperor's right hand, uh, fights Yoda in the second one, great battle. Um, and then he has like probably one of the Probably, probably the best villain arc in all of Clone Wars, in my opinion. I mean, I think you get, like, everything all the way back to, like, when they're trying to figure out, like, who ordered the clones and how the whole chess match that you were explaining with the Emperor was set up. And I feel like Dooku had his hands in that and, like, helped execute that plan and basically, you know, aid the Emperor in you know, winning that side of the war, even though he was on both sides. And then he has, like, a very significant death in the third movie. I feel like that's, like, one of the huge turning points for Anakin Skywalker is when he finally, like... Because, I mean, he has. He's been... he. I don't know how many times he encounters Dooku, but, like, it was funny when, you know, Obi-Wan saw Grievous because they had never met before, but Anakin had met Dooku plenty of times. They had captured each other back and forth, and... Then he finally just murdered him because the Emperor was, you know, antagonizing him. Do it. Yeah. Use the dark side of the Force, and I feel like that was a very significant part of the movie. Doesn't the Emperor say, he took your hand, you took his head? 
It's like, ooh, that's cold-blooded. Yep. An yep. eye for an eye, an arm for a life. Yeah, I mean, close enough, right? Yeah, no, that that is a, a major turning point because, like, the door opens in episode two when Anakin, like, goes ham on that village of Tusken Raiders, like, where he, like, legit, like, murders people. Yeah, he, that he, The door's he, open there, and then rage. it's, like, full-on swung open once he, like, publicly executes Dooku. <laughs> like, all right, that that bridge has been crossed. There's some darkness in there for sure. Dooku also offers like lineage through like Star Wars history that you're not aware of. So it's like Yoda trains Dooku. Dooku trains Qui Gon. Qui Gon trained like it's just like this ripple effect. Everybody's of, like, who's training who. Yeah, that's, and you that's... get to see Yoda fight Dooku, which is a badass fight. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's Master a, and apprentice. That's a great chain of. Jedi's. I have a new master now. Do you? You're like 80, dude. I, uh, come on. You're a little old for a new yeah, master. Go, go roll on your own, my guy. Like, <laughs> oh, and he, he also trained Ventress, which is also oh, yeah. like great arc all yes. the way from the movie all throughout the Clone Wars. I think she was a dope character, she especially dope. tying into like Ahsoka in those last seasons where they like encounter each other. I was like, whoa, I was not expecting that. Yes. Absolutely. Nice. All right. Well, those are three picks down. Let's get into uh, this little trivia section. It's trivia time. Everyone's got little whiteboard pieces in front of them. You'll get to write your answer down, show them to me, reveal them, and then we'll, you know, we'll do this. Uh, We'll do this that way. Hooray. You ready? Yes. All right. So, you know, there's his character, famous droid, only actor that was in all nine films. But, I mean, the character he plays is C-3PO. Who who built C-3PO, y'all? We're going to keep this keep this easy. Huh. Who, who built C-3PO? Boom. It's all three of you get it right. Anakin Skywalker. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's okay. Good job. A little more difficult question. What's the name of Boba Fett's ship? Mm. Chase had no clue. He was looking confused. Dylan and Matt, what are you, what are you saying? Slave one. Slave one. Okay, slave one it is. So y'all got two. Chase, you're behind with one. It's all good. There's more questions to be asked. <laughs> Who technically kissed Princess Leia first? Who was the first one to lay a smacker on on Princess Leia? Chase says Luke. Matt says Luke. Dylan says Han. I said and, Han. And Dylan's right. Or Dylan's right. It Dude, is Han. There was like a weird thing that happened before the Luke kiss. Yeah. I'll but what, what? Oh, is it in the tunnels on Hoth? Before? No, that's how they get in the fight, because he's like, you liked it, or whatever, right? Yeah, in the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm blanking on that. Dang, Dylan's got the lead. Okay, so... All right. What is, this is the last one. What is the name of the, of the Death Star's original commander? Oh. Yeah, this, is a, this one's a tricky one. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Hold your answers until everyone's done so they can't see your you be turning, revealing. Matt, tell us who, who you who you picked. Director Krennic. 
Director Krennic. I and said Tarkin, but it's it's definitely not. Both you said Tarkin. Both you're right. It is Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, th- oh mm. for real? Yeah. yeah, he's in Clone Wars too. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought Krennic. Oh, because Krennic never got the official role. No. Oh. Oh, because he's just the architect guy. Mm. Yeah, he's just yeah. he's like he's the guy who created it and then got. I thought he would have gotten a little it. kudos for it. No. Nope. Yeah. No kudos. So I don't know who won that. I think Dylan did. Damn, Dylan, Dylan. Good job. Yeah. Good job, Dylan. That was fire. You hot fire on the trivia today. I love Star Wars. Maybe you on maybe you on the listener end got all of those rights. If you did, congratulations. If you didn't, you suck and you don't know anything about Star Wars. No, just kidding. We love you. <laughs> Please <laughs> keep listening. Let's get into the fourth round. Round four. Chase, it's your last pick. No pressure, but it's mounting. <laughs> it is the most important pick. For you. Yes. Well, actually, no, this is like picker's choice. It's the fun round. You get to vibe with it. Yeah. Like, this is kind of who I liked. All the people who I really liked already got taken, so screw y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably just because he's my favorite uh, Clone Wars character, I'm going to have to go with Captain Rex. Oh, yeah. I think he's a significant character in all of Clone Wars. I haven't finished uh, Rebels, and I also know he's in Bad Batch. So I know that he's just been, like, around for a while, and I think that he's a cool character, like, especially just, like, one of the most, like, significant clones. I feel like the Bad Batch has, like, made themselves out as, like, a significant squadron. But, like, if you think of, like, significant clones, like, probably Captain Rex and then probably Commander Cody right after that. But, um, yeah, I think he's a cool character. Um, Yeah, and his, like entrance into like star wars the universe in the clone wars movie i think was like spectacular when they were battling anakin kobe and and him and then also you got ahsoka in that movie and so like that team up like right there i think was pretty killer hell yeah captain rex for my last pick i'm picking boba fett Hell yeah. Got to go with the other space cowboy. Got to go with the original, the Boba Fett. This dude is a badass. They made him out to be a badass in the in the Christmas special. That's where you see his true potential, cartoon style. He's a murderer. He's he's, he's the a mer- mercenary, he, boy. He's that merc, bro. He's the merc before Deadpool, but he's not all quippy. He's just a he's badass. A silent killer. Dude, he's a silent killer. He's so he's so cool. His armor's the dopest, the green with them red accents. Ooh-wee. Did you know his armor was supposed to be, uh, originally supposed to be all white? Oh, whoa. Yeah, can you, can you believe that? Like an icy Boba Fett, just head to toe, whited out. It would have been Damn. too close to a stormtrooper. That, well, that's yeah. why they changed it, because originally he was supposed to be like kind of like a quote-unquote super trooper. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah. He's way better He's than way a better super trooper. He's yeah. just a mercenary. Yeah, do you know the, uh, the braid on his armor is like, the isn't it like the hair of... Guys, he's like killed or something like that. Oh, God. Dude, that's so vicious. He's like, I'm gonna scalp them, take their hair, and use it at, use it to keep my armor together. I'm looking fresh <laughs> with this. I just think it's funny that he wears spurs. Like, you're not riding no horse or <laughs> yeah, nothing. but he might be riding one at like a bantam or something. Dude, yeah. he's got knee rockets. Mm. Knee, knee rockets. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He right. stomps <laughs> all over out his knee. He's got a he's got a rocket on his on his jetpack. Shooting Flame down shit. Oh, yeah. He's got like a sawed <laughs> off blaster. He goes so hard, and if he doesn't, and he doesn't even need all that, he can just beat you with the club. He survived a <laughs> sarlacc pit. Yeah, come yeah, on. This guy is a badass. If all the if all the people who are not Jedi don't have any connection to the Force, 
he's right up there. Like this dude oh, yeah. is a badass. You don't want to encounter this guy. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, he's he's a true warrior. Um and how many people see their dad like decapitated? He had to like shake his dad's head out of his helmet probably to keep that helmet. Yeah, that he, had cold to, he had to like wash that armor off. Oh yeah. Like painted it up. Think <sighs> about the trauma that guy's been through. Like, yeah, you shake your dad's head out of the helmet and then you put your head in that helmet. Yeah. What kind of fucked human being? And you know are you're you? a clone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, come on. And he's still kicking ass. Yep. He's taking names. Getting that money. He's showing Mando how it's done. He's like, listen here, youngster. Yeah, Boba was like, damn, you're lucky I'm indebted to you over this armor. Otherwise, dude, he would have smoke your ass. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's that would be a hell of a fight. Oh, yeah. Boba versus Mando. Mando would only stand a chance because he has all the best car. (laughs) He's got the best car spear. Yeah. Bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah, he is. (laughs) He's like, Boba would be shooting him with his knees. I wonder, oh man, those Mandos, or not Mando, the Boba Fett stories um, with, uh, who's his partner? Fennec, Shand. Fennec, oh, she's badass too. But um, she's that, like those are going to be too. so fun. Yeah. Holy The Book moly. of Boba. Oh, that's going to be good. Oh yeah, dude. Let the countdown begin. Until then, Dylan, it's your last pick. Ooh, I'm super torn. I'm super torn. Okay. I'm going to have to go with, you know, at the new in in um a new hope, they they have the line about like we lost a lot of great people, right? To get this information about the Death Star, and I love Rogue One because you finally get to see that one line becomes a whole fucking story, man. And it's one of my, I think one of the best stories in all of Star Wars. Uh, Rogue One is so cool, and the person behind it, Jin Erso, I think she's an awesome, awesome hero, dude. I mean, she's, it's she, her. Uh, I don't know. Just her upbringing is so tragic and it's really moving. And she just wants to see her dad again. She just wants to see her dad. Um, wow. A lot of star Wars is actually about like father figures as it turns out. It's just kind of walking through this, but, uh, yeah, she wants to see her dad again. And, um, she's very fearlessly and selflessly kind of walks into that whole situation, even though, well, I don't know what she, how much of a choice was she really given though by the, by the, um, order right by the new republic i mean she's ready to dip but then she came back yeah (laughs) yeah she was ready to dip but i don't know i feel like they would have assassinated her i don't know like we can't live but still she did it and she sacrificed her life in the end man i mean wow what a hero what a hero so i've got to go with jane Erso. she's so cool i love her all right um also I would say Rogue Jenner. So Rogue One is definitely the like war. If you're thinking about Star Wars as a franchise, like that's the war movie. It has the most like boots on the ground action. It's pretty badass. If someone says they don't like that movie, then it's just like shut the fuck up. Like what were you watching? That movie goes so hard. It's the only time, the only time you get to see Darth Vader in his suit as like the Darth Vader people are afraid of. Because in the original trilogy, everyone's afraid of him. It's like, okay, but what for? You don't actually see him be a badass. Every original fight with Darth Vader is weak as fuck. Yeah. It's like, hey, look at my stick. There's like no, there's no acrobats to it. But like, dude, when he comes He's down that hall, up. When he comes down that hall and he. Freaking chokes the he slams the dude up onto the <laughs> ceiling while he's still swiping. Oh my goodness, that was that went so hard. You don't even got to watch the movie. You could just type in YouTube. The last scene, yeah. Rogue One, Darth yeah. Vader scene, just and that'll that. pop up, man. In the dark is 
first. Yes. Yeah. Dude, yeah. A New Hope hits different after that scene. Dude, it, it hits oh, so different because oh, everyone just got murked on the other side. Yes. Like you just have no idea what the other side of that story is. Just like you know that there's these droids and they're on the desert planet. Oh, yeah. Like, you know the guy that like got the 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 plans for Death Star. Oh. He's like once that once the tractor beam bring the ship. He's like, come on, dude. He we should, just got away from yeah. that guy. Yeah, he's devastated. He's <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> that scene and then the symmetry in the last. Uh, episode of Mandalorian when Luke's doing the exact same thing. Exactly. They, like, they're filmed the same way. They're doing damn near the same moves. When he's at the height of his powers, like a full-fledged Jedi. Yeah. Damn. Damn. The green versus the red. Damn. I really stuff. think they should have like casted like, I don't know, Sebastian Stain looks a lot like yeah, Luke. Yeah, Sebastian Stan would be a good Luke. Yeah. <laughs> if they were going to do more, they need to do that instead of the, that was a one-time the thing. deep fake yeah. shit. Fake. The, mouth, the mouth just didn't look right. <laughs> no. no. But, you know, it, it, it was still badass. It was still dope. Badass. It was yeah. dope. Yeah, that movie's sick. That that whole scene of them, like, with the, uh, like, the sword or whatever, like, the Mandalorian, <laughs> like, lightsaber, the darksaber. Yeah. yeah. And, like, how, like, you have to kill somebody to get it. And oh, the predicament that they're in, that was such a... Oh, yeah. But well, you don't have to kill them. You just have to disarm them. Oh. I know. Mando's oh, like, just take it. Just take it. Well, yeah, okay. because Mando beat... Moff Gideon, yeah, and so he got the he got the dark saber, and Moff Gideon's like, pardon my like little quip here, but he's giddy about it, yeah, because he's like, ooh, oh, I know how this works. Other. Now y'all yeah. have to fight, motherfucker, and I just get to sit back and watch. Mm-mm-mm. And poor yeah. Mando's just like, just take it. I don't. I literally don't want like, it. He's I, like, take I it. yield. Yeah, like, you know, Bo Katan's the one. Not how that works. She's gonna want to kill Mando, though, to get well, that sword. The next yeah. season's going to be some dude, Mandalorian goes hard. fighting. Bo-Katan goes hard in Clone Wars, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. Okay, Matt, last pick, Bo-Katan. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, for the last pick, you know, it, it seems kind of, <coughs> like, easy on the wall, but it has to be uh, taken. Yep. It's got to be Luke. Like, you can't do a Star Wars draft and not draft Luke. So I guess the symmetry there, I start with his dad, I end with him. Um... <coughs> I mean, he is the ultimate redeemer. He redeems his dad. Where his dad is like, you would think the biggest, the biggest, baddest guy in the galaxy besides the Emperor. I think that guy's beyond salvage. Luke straight up like takes one for his dad. He goes to bat for his family. He's and his scene in Mandalorian, he's a damn good Jedi in his own right. He carries on the order. And yeah, I I think we ran into some issues with you know, the last Jedi, the grand submissions, because I, I get the direction that they were going with Luke with like him being kind of sullen and reserved. And he took a step back because he saw his failures. But at the same time, we all know Luke Skywalker. He's the hero. He is the hero. He's the kind of the classic leading man when it comes to he'll jump into action, goes to bat for his people. He's one of the most powerful Jedi without a doubt that astral projection oh, in last no. Jedi he did that across multiple planets, like a real life projection of himself. And that like killed him because that was so much of his force energy. That shows you a glimpse of how powerful he is and in tune with the force he is. Yeah. He runs into some issues when he starts a new order. He probably doesn't really learn. He takes the Jedi a little too literally when he's looking at the text, he's like, but the text and Yoda's like, dude, it ain't about the text. It's about like, it's more than that. The force is more than just books. Um, so the, 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 the sequels, they're kind of muddy the waters of Luke, but everybody knows Luke Skywalker. He's the hero. He's the best pilot in the galaxy. 
he's one of the best Jedi's, right? He is the one that carries on the Jedi after they are all extinct, basically. And yeah, he's central the the story of Star Wars. His dad is the core villain. Well, he's the core hero, right? It is a Skywalker saga. Those nine movies. It's all about the Skywalkers in one way, shape, or form. It's either about his dad or it's about him and other people kind of in their periphery manipulating them one way or another. So, Luke Skywalker, got to finish it out. You're the only one who took two Jedi. Yep. Judge that how you will, people. Judge that <laughs> how you will. Balance team. Mr. Franchise. Mr. Exactly. That is so Mr. Franchise. He's like, hey, wait a minute. A, a name brand has been left on the shelf. I need to grab that. Late. Fuck a sleeper. Pardon, sir. Pardon. Luke is not a sleeper, but he's like, hey, hey, hey. He has to be taken. No way to him. There's Dasani on that shelf. I need Dasani. <laughs> Y'all looking for like some Fiji or Perrier or something like that. Perrier, all is that really what it's called? Yes, the the green bottle there. It's called Perrier. Perrier, Perrier, <laughs> for sure. All right, well, Chase, you have to make your case. Are you ready for this? Uh, yeah, I guess. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, my first pick, I think, was a good pick. Obi Wan, uh, you know, the uh, Jedi Master to train Anakin leads him like in. Is like learning of the force, I guess, you know, I mean, obviously the good side of the force, but I feel like that's crucial into the uh, story of uh, Star Wars in itself and creating that villain. Um, and then my second pick, Mando, of course, he's like leading the charge of like the new wave of live action Star Wars. And I mean, I think he's a great character, a good uh, balance of like, almost like an anti-hero, like he's not afraid to get the job done. And I feel like he also, like, has a good heart. That's why he has taken such good care of Grogu. Um, and then Darth Tyrannus set up, like, the whole Clone Wars, played, um, you know, the side of the Separatists and helped Palpatine in his major scheme. And uh, as also said, was, like, the, um, the Jedi Master to train uh, Qui-Gon. Like, that's a huge uh, part of the story, I think, as well. Um, and then... My final pick being Captain Rex. I think he was a great leader in the Clone Wars. I think he was uh, most definitely a great companion to both Obi-Wan and Anakin, as well as Ahsoka. I think he had great moments of great leadership of, you know, choosing to do the right thing and help uh, do the what he thought was right to help win the war. Nice. Used up your time very well there. Good job. Yeah, you did. Dude, Good Captain job. Rex is so dope. Man, he's a badass. He's cool because I think I explained this to our middle school students when we taught middle school. But he shows that even if you're a clone, you can have humanity, right? Yeah, like it, you're not just somebody following orders. Like you have like a purpose in life. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. Well, my turn to make make my case. Boba Fett. He's the most badass space cowboy in all of Star Wars. <laughs> I realize Mando is pretty front and center right now, but he has his own show. So I mean, that's gonna happen when you have your own show. Most of Boba Fett is in lore in those stories you heard behind the scenes. You didn't get to see him be a badass in the original trilogy because they weren't focusing on him. But that little glimpse that you get of him in Mando, if you look at any of the extended material, whether it be in the comics or the old specials, like he is a badass. He goes hard. Yoda, he like you think of the Force, you think of the Jedi. Yoda is what comes to mind. It's not Luke Skywalker. It's not Rey. It's Yoda. Yoda is like Jedi. Pure and simple. He's Jedi. He is one with the Force. He's the most powerful of all the Jedi. Goes hard. I mean, power doesn't have everything to do with it, but I mean, 
He's also very wise and insightful, and he's funny. He brings a little bit of like comedic relief to Star Wars where that isn't always there. Sometimes it feels manufactured, but with Yoda, it doesn't feel manufactured. Ahsoka Tano. I feel like Ahsoka Tano is a super important character because she is like that first character outside of outside of the George Lucas creation circle, and she's one of the most popular. Like a whole generation of Star Wars fans who came up watching the cartoons came up with Ahsoka Tano on their mind, not necessarily like Darth Vader, iconic, but he's also iconic in a completely different way. Whereas Ahsoka Tano like really takes control and really redefines what it means to be a Force user, not necessarily a Jedi. And then Emperor Palpatine, he controls everything. He's the Sith Lord. That's it. Radless, dude. Dylan, you ready? Oh, yeah. I've got that lovable rogue Han Solo. You know him. You appreciate him and his suaveness. You probably want to be him. Man, he looks good in that vest. Ooh. Um, and he's got that famous line that is said in all of Star Wars. I've got a bad feeling about this, dude. Um, so he doesn't say dude. Uh, I love Han Solo, and he's a badass pilot. Like, it, who has a badass ship, the Millennium Falcon? Is it a kind of a piece of shit? Yeah, it's kind of a piece of shit. But you know what? It's his piece of shit. Um, R two D two, the little adventuring droid. Oh, I love R two D two. Always pushing C three PO and others as well into hijinks. Definitely balances out the Star Wars story when you're getting kind of one the story with our main characters, and then on the side you get the droids doing their thing. That's always fun. Uh, Darth Maul, kind of another Palpatine-esque figure, but different, right? Because he's not trying to run the galaxy. That's not his goal. Um, his goal it ultimately is revenge, and he's going to do whatever he can do to take down Palpatine in the long term. He's thinking way long term, so he'll take over whole crime syndicates in the entire galaxy and the Mandalorians, right? And he's a badass warrior and uh, Sith Lord. And then finally, Jyn Erso, we wouldn't have the information of the Death Star. We wouldn't have a new hope without Jyn Erso's sacrifice. What a badass. Uh, I end my case. Nice. Very good work. Matt, you ready? Yes, sir. All right, so to recap, I've got Darth Vader, Qui-Gon Jinn, Chewbacca, and Luke Skywalker. Starting off Darth Vader, one of the most iconic villains in history. Doesn't matter what it is. He's the most iconic. When you think of Star Wars, you think of a handful of things. You think of Darth Vader as one of those things, without a doubt. He is core to the Star Wars story. Again, the prequels, it's about his rise from Anakin, that transition to Darth Vader. The original trilogy, it's about who is the man behind the mask, and it's this young pup, Luke Skywalker, trying to find his way in the universe and figuring out that it's a family story. The most iconic line, probably in one of the most iconic lines in cinematic history, Luke, I am your father. Talk about how much that must have blown people's minds. But And then in the sequels... Again, you have his grandson who is trying to almost like recreate his power and he's, he's jealous of this and that there's still that puppet master behind the scenes, but the core villain that you're seeing for the most of the part is Kylo Ren. And what's Kylo Ren's motivations behind being manipulated, of course? Well, he wants to channel his grandfather. So without a doubt, Anakin, Darth Vader, central to everything. Qui-Gon Jinn, important. He sets everything in motion by his death occurring. Right, because he is seeking to be different. Right, he's the father figure that Anakin needed and didn't have. Everything gets put in motion. Chewbacca, ride or die sidekick. Everybody loves Chewbacca. Nobody, you can't say with a straight face that you don't like a Wookiee. Right, <laughs> he's been around. He is in a life debt with Han, the best friend you could possibly have, the most thoughtful person. And last but not least, Luke Skywalker. What else do you need to say? Blue milk. Blue milk. Yeah.
Blue Milk. We have all made our cases. Now it's time for you to head to the Instagram to vote. I know everyone's like, oh, my God, he keeps saying the Instagram. In the last couple weeks, he hasn't been updating very frequently. Y'all, school's been crazy. Cut us a little slack. We're about to get someone on that social media management because we obviously can't handle it. But anyways, (laughs) by the time you hear this, something will be posted so you can go there vote. You know, we will unveil who we voted for on the Instagram next week. Uh, Instagram, Mount Draftmore. Where else can they find us? Uh, Twitter, at Draftmore. Facebook, uh, Mount Draftmore. Excellent. All right, y'all. Let us know what you thought, who you thought won. If you're interested in who we voted for, check that out on Friday or Saturday. Until next time, this was Mount Draftmore. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Take care.